Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another episode of Superficial Magic, the most magical place on the planet. I am your host, Megan Granger, and today's guest is Kelsley McCormick. She's also known as the Gypsy Life Coach, an amazing healer, amazing psychic. I'm just obsessed with her. Um, Today, we kind of talk about manifesting in some new and different ways I've never considered before, like talking to your vision. Uh, reaching out for muse energy and it's been a it's been a pretty awesome conversation before we get into all of that I'm going to introduce you guys to somebody very important to the show and kind of uh, talk about a few other admin things before we get in there so uh crystal Chris could you come over here and, and get on in here I'm coming. <laughs> I can't contain my excitement <laughs> hello hi crystal chris so vibrators crystal chris is the new producer of this show and he is also a friend and a roommate that's right that's right um let's let's go back to the beginning i told you guys about manifesting living by myself about a year ago a lot of weird shit happened to get that apartment turns out kind of probably a little too crazy to live on myself by myself you know what i mean chris it's too much it's too much it's just you know you yourself and finn no we need we need some more shit we need some more people so um i was looking for a place it was it wasn't going very well i found you and ingrid on craigslist so weird it's so weird we all moved into this los feliz beautiful home of heaven and it just turns out your job is graphic design, branding things, producing things. You've built me a beautiful website, a logo you and Ingrid have, and it's crazy. And now you're, I'm in your studio doing the show. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. It's I, unbelievable. We, we're, we're right at home, literally it, and figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> this, the, the garage has been turned into a studio. Chris is also an amazing musician. So it's just been pretty wild. Um, Please go to superficialmagic.com to see what him and Ingrid have built for me. It's unreal. So if anybody needs a website, there you go. Chris, first off, tell the listeners the other piece of magic that happened here. Okay. This is with the mail. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was like, okay, thinking so hard. Well, it's, uh, I was making an album with a friend and, um, she brought up, um, this amazing producer and, uh, potentially having him produce the record. So <laughs> <laughs> he just spit out his gun. <laughs> so, you know, I looked into the guy, uh, you know, she said, you know, what can we do? Childish Gambino's producer, you know, so someone off the wall, someone, uh, worldly and influenced by everything. So, uh, you know, so I, I looked him up, this guy Ludwig, Ludwig Gorenson. Totally normal name. Totally normal. Well, I mean, of course, he's Swedish, so he's, of course, a genius. And, right. Um, so he, I, I, I was blown away by the guy. I thought he was incredible. A couple months go by, 
and uh, she's here, and we're talking about the record, and and I go out to to the mail. This new the, house that we're living in, the, yes. The the new house we're living in. We we go out. I check the mail, and I there's a letter to Ludwig Gorenson addressed here to the house we're living in. And the mail continued to come because Ludwig used to live here. Really weird. That's <laughs> fucking strange. That's magic. Yeah. What do you make of it? We could. We can't really decide what to make of it. Yeah. Are we on the right path? Should we should we get Ludwig over here? Right. Like, is it like, oh, are you Ludwig? I don't is know. that what the universe is telling you? Like, you don't need Ludwig. Here's his mail. You're him. I am Ludwig. I'm future Ludwig. Are you Swedish? I I would. No. No. Okay. I wish I was. Right. But maybe we should get Ludwig on the show. Absolutely. Ludwig, if you're listening, um, I'd love to have you on Superficial Magic. I know he's a giant fan. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think, um, yeah, we got to get him here. Awesome. I love it. It's it, asking it is done. Um, Crystal, Chris, we're going to we're we're going to not only, you know, get amazing production for the show from you, but also we were thinking sometimes you could jump in and just kind of tell us self-help from a guy's point of view or from your point of view. So sure. I was just wondering if you've learned anything about yourself this week or if anything's going on with you. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I have learned that, um, pure and total isolation is good for me. Really? Yeah. Pure and total. Uh huh. Okay. I'm not sure if that's, a- <laughs> If that's the lesson you're supposed to learn. Why um, Why do you think that? I, uh, I need to, I'm like, I'm, it's like, um, I don't know. I, 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 uh, I need to create with, uh, with no distractions. Essentially. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Distractions are, uh, just throw me off the rails. So just when you're creating though. Yeah. Just when I'm creating. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, we can do that. I mean, but the rest <laughs> of the time. I don't know. We're just going to be bothering you. Yeah. So. Sounds unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> um, what have you learned about yourself yeah, my, this week? Okay. Uh, well, I guess you've been here for what I learned about myself this week. And listeners who are also in the um, Superficial Magic Vibrator Facebook group might know this as well. I was going to do a tell-all episode this week um, with a little problem I've had with somebody. It wasn't high vibe episode, you know. Um, I've learned about myself that... I'm either compassionate or a giant baby, and I don't know which. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm looking into that. Yeah. In that situation, um, how did that work out for you? Um, Badly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Stuck between a a hard place and a a hard place. (laughs) I knew you were going to say something <laughs> stupid like that because you looked so proud. Yeah, I was stuck between a hard place and a hard place. And, you know, it, this this uh, episode isn't a tell-all, but we do do something very fun at the beginning where this relationship with this person is explored through Kelsley's um, psychic abilities. She calls them something else that I always forget what it's called, but um, Claire, Claire, I want to say Claire Sonic, but that's what I wash my face with. Um <laughs> It's something different, but it, her skills are amazing. She called me once and was like, what's wrong with your knee? And my knee had literally been hurting all day. That's insane. Yeah. She can connect to your energy like, whoa. So 
she does that with me and this former business partner. And I think we got a lot of um, interesting stuff out of it. So we do that at the beginning. Then we kind of move into uh, some ways to to manifest and get your visions and connect with their muse and shit. You would like this episode, actually. You really would. Yeah. Yeah, I need her in my life. You do. Um, So follow me on Instagram at Megan Granger. You can follow Crystal Chris at... Crystal Chris. <laughs> Crystal Chris is, I'm going to have to come up with that. I'm going to have to make that now. Well, should they just follow you on Instagram? Uh, yeah, uh, it's Playmore. I T S P L A Y M O R. It's Playmore. Uh, I'll be so there. You, you'll be there every day. Um, I really hope you enjoy this episode. Kesley zoomed in from across the country. So, really lucky to have her with us today. Um, hi, Kesley. Thank you so much for being here today. Hi, thanks for having me. We have a lot to talk about today. Um, one of the many talents that you have is that you can connect with people's energy. Am I saying that right? Yeah. yeah. And, and kind of do readings. So we thought maybe it would be cool if you gave me a quick reading on, um, how how did we word it exactly? <laughs> well, I think that you were wanting me to use specifically one of the two clairs that I have, which is clairsentience. And my clairsentience is really well developed for business and personal relationships. It also, I can like pick up things with the land. So I have people that want to have help with real estate and sometimes shooting or production of movies, um, places to have retreats, but yeah, so land and relationships. So I hear maybe there's a relationship uh, thing <laughs> that we should do. Yeah. So, um, we, we had another re- like podcast recorded for this week. I think we're going to sit on it, you know? Um, but I would love to know any information about this relationship that I have moving forward. Can you tap into that? Yeah. So we're talking about a female and female friendship, correct? Yes, for sure. Okay. And, um, this relationship, one of the things that you should know is that this person has a competitive spirit with you. That is, I don't think would ever go any further. I don't, it's, it's something that would keep you in a box. It would keep you where you were always, um, a shadow. Mm, yeah. Did you feel like a shadow in that scenario? Yeah, I did a little, but I, I kind of blamed it on myself. I'm sure I have a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. in that as well. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We, we definitely have to take responsibility for our roles, but you know, sometimes when you do that too, it's an intuitive, it's an intuitive preservative method. So maybe you knew it was, did this person have like a really ferocious temper Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's kind of the thing. If you're someone who likes to keep the peace and you're someone who just is not going to lose that over anyone or anything, especially someone, was she rational? Like, did you have discussions or arguments where you could, you could get her to come to the light, if you will, like to see your side or at least be tolerant mm-hmm. and understanding? 
I, there was a few conversations where I felt like that had happened. And then we kind of started from square one again. And then I was left, Ooh, I was left wondering if we had ever really figured anything out at all. That's really confusing. Yeah. Yeah. I hear a lot of clients talk about that too. Like, especially in business relationships that have kind of an undertone of friendship. So it's like, you know, is it a friendship? Is it a business relationship? Are there different boundaries with different, with the different titles, you know? So this person, I feel like may have been a little manipulative with the friendship angle, but would use it in to get her way in the business relationship. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Yes. So now with this relationship, are you all talking now? No. No contact. Okay. Um, I really feel like she misses you though. Well, I mean, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? <laughs> who wouldn't? No, I, 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 we had a really beautiful friendship when it was clicking and we were both in our healthy selves, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think she is healthy? Do you think she has a, um, she's in a healthy space? No. Okay. And you are in like the healthiest space you've been in quite some time. Yes. I'm definitely, um, improving my shit. So I'm, I'm in a healthy spot. And I don't, I don't even think it's, it's her fault that she's not in a healthy spot right now. I think there's a lot going on, but, um, yeah, it, it, I don't think we would be able to have a conversation from the angles we're both coming at it right now. So I do see her reaching out to you. Interesting to, I to yell at me. <laughs> I see her reaching out because this isn't going to serve her because I think the way that you handle yourself and the way that you hashtag vibe higher um, is really, you know, it's such, listen, here's the thing. Okay. Here's an intuitive download. We think that by yelling, screaming, messaging, obsessing, trying to get someone to see our view, our point of view, our, you know, our righteousness really it's going to work. Sometimes when you're quiet and you're silent, it speaks volumes. And what that, that other person has to do is they have to go within themselves and they have to um, go inwards and really work on things. So I feel like by you taking the high road, by really vibing higher and walking the walk and not just talking the talk, because it's so easy to say to be a nice person or to you know, work and do all this self-development, but never really put it into action. And you're doing that. And so I think that this person is going to reach out to you. And I think it's going to be, um, by, by, you know, we're hitting summer solstice tomorrow, June 21st. Oh, I think, I think by fall equinox, right. Cause it's equinox, not mm-hmm. solstice. Right. Yes. I think, I think she will reach out by then. Interesting. What is that? I wonder when that is. I do too. I don't know the exact date, although we did do a really good episode with Sean, um, our astrologist on last fall solstice, our equinox. Um, Can you tap into like my part in all of this? Because I really want to take responsibility for my shit and learn from it. So I am, and this is the weird part of like, an intuitive session when I'm tapping in to a relationship because I'm working with your energy, but between two people, there is so much information 
in the energy. Mm. It's, it's bizarre. It's almost like a DNA download um, in, in the relationship. And so I would say she is looking at you as though you don't hold your word. Mm, yeah. Like, like um, pulling teeth. I see her doing this like motion, like she has to pull you to do things or there's something with mismanaged time or effort. Would that make sense for you? I think so. Yeah, totally. Were, were there any other like discussions or blow ups around time or showing up or? Yeah, definitely showing yeah. up or I guess just being, mm, what's the word? Um, uh, I guess being present maybe. Yes. Yes. You just took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was kind of out there. But it served her for a while too. I mean, that's the crazy thing is that we, the things that drive us crazy are the things that we love. It's a weird, it's a weird duality. You got to let, you got to think about that one for a little bit, but I think she kind of loved that because it gave her leverage. It gave her this upper hand, this power, this control. And there were things that she could say to you about your behavior or you're not showing up or not being present or whatever the case was where she would feel it excused her bad behavior. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. I've done that before completely, like used, use someone else's behavior to then excuse mine. Yeah, we do that. I mean, we do that. And I think that's so good that you can see that. Um, But how, so what are you going to do if she reaches out? I mean, I just, I, I just want, like, I don't want to have an active bad relationship with anyone. Um, I don't think there could ever really be a friendship again, but I would love for it to be like chill, you know? Um, but I think with all the things I'm kind of being accused of doing right now, it's, that's not possible. Um, because I, yeah, I think that she probably thinks I'm doing things that I'm not and whatever the case may be. What would make her think that it would be you to do those things? Um, I've been asking myself a lot that lately because I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if she actually does think that I, that I did it because it just doesn't make any sense on any level of my personality or even just tapping into how lazy I can be. (laughs) Like it just doesn't add up. So I I don't know. Um, But yeah, I would love for this whole thing to someday have a conclusion that's like, wow, that was fucking bizarre. But we're cool. Yeah. I mean, you have to be in a really positive, healthy space. And you said that you don't believe that she's in the best space she could possibly be. So to have conclusion, to move forward, to stay in the light, to really, you know, move onward and upward, you know, everyone has to be able to see their role in the kind of the meltdown of the relationship. 
Right. So, you know, like being civil and being friendly, because are you guys in the same area? I mean, ish. I, I haven't, we never run into each other, but we are in the same area. Yeah. Okay. And what about like the same circle? Social no, circle? No. no. Okay. So this isn't like a potential run-in disaster. No, I, I don't think so. And if we did run into each other, I don't think it would be like any Bravo Real Housewife moment or anything like that. But uh, yeah, it would be nice for it not to be like a scary, uh, I don't know, a scary possibility. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how, like, let's do a scenario here. Like if you were to run into this person, are you like a, hey, what's up? Uh, brush everything under the rug. Are you like a avoid eye contact, run down the next aisle? Like if you're at the grocery store or something, you know, like a convenience store, like how do you, how would you handle it? What would you do? Um, I would definitely avoid eye contact and <laughs> escape by crawling out of a... <laughs> fucking like to I don't know like a like a sewer drain or something um yeah like abandon your cart like that yeah 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 but unless if if we were like seated next to each other or something I wouldn't be like oh my gosh hi how are you I also wouldn't be like fuck you like I'd probably just (laughs) you know like be really tense and weird and like just not say anything and Mm. equally immature. I, I I guess there's no right way to handle having that energy with someone. Well, what's the vibing higher version of Megan? Like, how would she handle it? Mm, like, like totally enlightened Megan? Yes. Like, I guess, like, make a joke out of it and try to laugh together or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what's really crazy is... I'm sure you've heard the um, quote um, about the best revenge is living well. Ooh, yeah. You know, and so it's like, and that doesn't mean like you're dolled up from head to toe. It just means that you're so. Oh, thank God. (laughs) I know, I know. It's it's more like you've so moved on that it's more like an indifference, which is kind of, I mean, it's not a harsh or ugly vibe, but it's, it's not phony. It's not fake. It's it. I mean, cause you probably, you could, you maybe miss this person. And if you're so much healthier, like you have to live in that light. You know, one of the universal laws is the law of knowledge. And once you know something, you cannot unknow it. Okay. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, the Vipire version, totally enlightened, tapped in is like, hi, how are you? And maybe even, I hope you're doing, you know, really well. Um, and maybe, I mean, this is kind of, this is kind of out there, but maybe a miss you. I don't know. That might be a little, that might be a little like gamey, like head games, but it's really kind of like the vibe because it's sad, you know, it's, yeah, it is sad. It is sad. And you, you probably do miss some things or an ideal about the relationship. But so that's the kind of thing that people that are harboring maybe fear or intolerance or hate, it breaks something. It like melts ice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But it's so hard, right? Oh my God. It is hard. It's, it, I, yeah, it is hard. And 
I'm definitely not trying to say like, I'm so much healthier. I'm like so much vibe higher. I don't know. I, I really don't even know what is happening, but I will just say like, I'm three months sober. I'm the happiest I've ever been. I'm working on myself and I know she's going through a lot of hard stuff and I don't want to make it harder on her. And I don't, I, I just am tired of being thrown into the middle of it as kind of like a scapegoat and I have to defend myself, I guess, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I think, I think like at the end of the day, I'm curious about your, um, your perception of how just, if you can feel both of these energies with people, like what, what do you find helps to resolve them or, to dissolve the negative charge in them, I guess I'm asking. Well, this is what I'll say. It's, you know, there's a couple things to play with energy. Um, Energy does have a lot of, I think, energy is like scientific. I really do. And they're proving that more and more every day. And I think that um, it does have to do with like, psyche, psychology, behavioral issues. And I think it all kind of plays in together. Um, so, you know, if you're dealing with someone who's unhealthy in a sense of a behavioral issue or something like that, it's tricky. It gets really tricky. And so we know that we cannot change something else, right? We know you, this is a silly example, but you know, you can't look at your plant. I'm looking at the plant on my desk right now and I can't make that into, you know, a lot of cash, right? right. <laughs> so it's the same right. thing with the person and that's what we want to do. And that's why we often argue because we think that it will change. We think change someone, right? We think that, and I'm guilty. I am so guilty of this. Most intuitives are okay. Because you know, you kind of have these downloads and you understand where they're coming from. So why can't they understand you? Um, so as far as like diffusing the energy, I'm really big on, um, kind of not ignoring, but not playing into what they want you to play into, not reacting, staying really calm and diffusing the situation. I mean, you've done, you've done, I think we've talked about this. You've done improv before when you say no, or you don't go along with your character, your scene partner, it ends. The the whole scene ends, right? You've done improv, haven't you? I have. Yes. Yes. And that's the first rule is you never say no. Right. But with this case, if you, if you're not arguing with them, it kind of diffuses the situation. And I don't know. I'm just such like, I really think leaders are um, oh God, what was that saying by Roosevelt? Um, speak softly, but carry a big stick. Yep. Is, am I right? You are. Okay. You are. So I kind of love that, you know, like, I, and as far as standing up for yourself, yes, you have to, eventually you have to stand up for yourself and let them know you're not going to be, you know, walked all over, but yeah, you, you got to know when that is. And I guess just vibe with it, <laughs> you know? you've had enough. That's when you, but, but there's different ways to do that. You know, some people get a lawyer involved and they still don't say anything. That's my go-to. <laughs> Interesting. That's, my big stick. <laughs> That's her big stick. I love that. Yeah. I just, I still have hope that it's, it's can be, I don't know, I guess ignored into peace. 
<laughs> um, we, we shall see. Um, but yeah, do you, do, do you like hit into this resolving itself someday? I just think you're so easygoing. I think that it would definitely resolve um, if she were to come to you and apologize and, you know, really um, want to have, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't even feel like you want to talk about it. I feel like you're so over it. Yeah. But I, I just want, I just want some acknowledgement of like, that was weird. Sorry. Uh, moving along and you, n- nothing needs to go back to how it was, but yeah, I, I, I don't like this space. So that would be really cool. Hopefully that, that can happen someday. Yeah, I think it will. I just think that having the best summer of your life, and I'm so proud of you for being three months sober. I'm so proud. That is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm so proud of all of your work. And just like you are really focusing on yourself right now. And that is so, that's bigger than anything. You know, that is really bigger than anything. It's really nuts. I can't believe how much I'm learning and how much I'm growing. And just, I I don't know, it feels like every day something new is revealed. So it's pretty wild when you're living on the edge of the universe, man. (laughs) Well, this is total enlightenment. You are like, don't you feel enlightened? I feel like I'm 17% enlightened. 17%? Yeah. I'm really getting, and I'm wondering if this is, you can probably tell me better than I could, if this is going on in the planet right now, I'm really finally understanding the now and living in it pretty Mm. hardcore. Mm. Well, I mean, I just think everybody has their own experience with that. And timing over your life is everything, like everything. What is everything? Timing over your life. Yeah, yeah. It is so hard to trust the timing of your life because it's it's a non tangible. You know, time is a non tangible. You can't hold it. You can't. You just you're. It's a thief. Time is a thief. So it's yeah. You have to trust the timing over your life. You know, you really do. Um, do you think you manifested sobriety? Let's talk about that. Please. I'm so, I love that question. Did I manifest? Yes, absolutely. 155 billion percent. I manifested a rock bottom that was awful, awful, Mm. awful, 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 but also manageable. (laughs) Like I really needed to hit a rock bottom because otherwise drinking and taking Ambien and slumber partying with my friends is just too much fun um for me to ever want to stop but this this bottom was unavoidable um but also the the bottom was with somebody i i trust and it wasn't some like random person off the side of the street so um i feel like i perfectly managed managed manifested managed hmm, managed <laughs> manifested a rock bottom that would push me into this program that i'm now in and really sticking to it and also not being completely traumatized. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, there is, I mean, there is definitely, I think, um, trauma energy around going through it, but it's like, 
it's beautiful. It's beautiful in the most craziest screwed up way. But, um, my question is, so like, you know, manifestation is really the the thought of, and the belief of something. So was there a time, cause I know you struggled so much with, you know, the ambient and sleeping and you were really telling yourself like you could not sleep without it. So do you think that there is a time, like you started getting in your head where Cause you started talking about how long do you think it was when you started talking about wanting to get off the ambient? Oh my God. Like so annoyingly long, probably two years. So it took two years from that thought of the perception of, um, being, um, without ambient to manifest. Yes. Okay. And so the thought of, so did you start having the thought of, like, did it start with, I wonder what it would be like to be off Ambien? Like, what was the genesis of the pathology of like that manifesting and the thinking of being off of it? Yeah, I guess I always kind of think of things of like, um, I want this thing and I don't think I can have this thing if I'm doing this thing. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Does that mm-hmm. make any sense? Yeah. And so everybody understood. So I totally, yes. yeah. So it was just like, I want this life. This life does not um, exist in the realm of me taking Ambien like a crazy person or even drinking because I'm not healthy with that. And, uh, and so I need to cut it out. And then I, it just never was the right quote unquote time because dad's never going to be the right time to your brain. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, so that's crazy. And so the other thing that I wanted to ask you about, so like with manifestation, when people start manifesting and something I teach on, cause I like, can we in a minute talk about how sick of the regurgitated manifestation material I am like, um, I don't know who you are, but it's like so boring. And I'm like, there's so much more to manifesting and the metaphysical and thinking and bringing things on. There's so much more And my clients. This is kind of something that, you know, I go in with them, but so back to what I was going to ask you. So when you were like thinking about, um, I'm just going to call it what it is, sobriety, mm-hmm. was it a totally different lifestyle when you would envision being sober because you knew that those two worlds, like the world you were living in and the world that you wanted, they were different, right? Yes. Yes. It would always be, this is so sad. I can't believe I'm even admitting this, but it would always be like, I want to attract this type of person as my partner and they are not going to put up with this shit. (laughs) Oh my God. You had that realization. Yeah. So it was like, I couldn't even really picture a life, um, with any clarity without these things in it, just because I haven't really been an adult without it. But the person that I knew I wanted to be calling in would not, uh, be on that same wavelength at all. So I kind of always felt like I want a partnership and I want a high vibe partnership. And now I, I have to change so I can attract it. But this is so good. Like I just got to chill because think if you didn't want that or didn't have that ideal and you wanted someone who was sick, you wanted someone who was going to party, like think of that oh and think God. of that like think of that manifestation and that, <laughs> that rabbit hole, that's a deep, dark rabbit hole. So it's funny how 
you know, like almost your trigger was the relationship. You wanted that healthy relationship. And isn't that such a mirror image of like our soul? Like you knew you, you wanted to be healthy for someone else too. So manifestation is so deep and it's like you get something in your head and you start obsessing over it, whether it's good or bad. And it will be, don't you think like, don't you think? Oh, for sure. I, I'm just going to start this conversation off with something I've, I did in eighth grade. Kesley, you're not going to believe this. I moved schools. I got kicked out of my like private school because uh, I left a notebook behind with oh, my no. diary in it that the teachers <laughs> read and I, it was pretty out there. Um, lots of erotica. You know, I like to write the erotica and stuff. So I got sent to a super huge uh, school. New. No one knew me, could have completely been invisible, and I had to leave town for the weekend, and I was going to miss Friday of school. I was terrified, obsessing, that somebody was going to write, you suck, on my locker, (laughs) and when I got back to school on Monday, somebody had written, you suck, (laughs) across my locker. And like that that whole lead up to the story is just to say like, nobody even knew me to write you suck. Like they didn't even know I sucked yet, which I'm sure I did because it was eighth grade. But uh, I manifested it as clear as day because I thought about it so much. That's crazy. That is so crazy. I I believe it. I believe in that. Wait, did you find out who it was? Was it a boy? No, I have no idea who it was, but whoever they are, mm -mm -mm, bad energy sent your way. Yeah, karma. <laughs> karma. 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 Well, yeah, I just, I think that um, you can manifest, I, I just think manifestation and will, like you're, I'm so Southern. I don't know if people even heard that, like your free will, your, your determination, your will, like it keeps you where you are. Like either you will or you will not, you know, like where you Interesting. think. Yeah, where you think you see yourself is where you will always be. And these people that wait, where you think you see yourself is where you will always be. Okay. Sorry, I I cut you off. Continue with that thought. I'm going to be processing that for a second. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's true. Like these people that have these really big visions and dreams, you tell someone and they think, you know, you tell someone else, they think you're delusional, but it's just because it's not it's not in them to be able to see where you are. So that's when my clients start talking to me about, you know, they're going to cut everybody out of their life because they're not supportive. And I'm like, you know, because of their dreams or because of this thought that, or or this vision that they've shared with their best friend or their, even their cousin or, you know, someone super close to them. And I'm like, wait, 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 because they can't see where you want to go you're cutting them out of your life. That doesn't even make sense. That's kind of validation that what you see is for you only. It's, it's your path. I mean, this is kind of like a life purpose rant, but where you can see yourself going is where you will go. I mean, you know, another universal law, what you seek, you will always find, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to constantly be looking for it though. You have to constantly go after it. And I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like there's like this give up energy. Do you feel like that a lot? In, do you in, see that? In my life? Just like other people. Like, do you get this vibe of like, there's this give up energy if it I, doesn't happen fast or something? I totally do. And I, I see it in myself too, all the time. 
Yeah. But you push through, don't you? I, I, I do push through, but I, okay. it's always there. So let's talk about the people who don't. What is yeah. that? Mean? Like who, who, so what makes someone push through and someone not push through? What, what is that single thing? Do you think? Um, I think, I think the person who pushes through has already pushed through vibrationally mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> and kind of gets pulled to the other side. Cause I know I do not think myself out of some of my situations. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Um, yeah. I don't know what carries me through to do it. But, but do you, can you hold a thought? Like, can you hold a vision? Cause that's yes. what I can see. Yes. That's what I think the single thing is, whether it's good or bad. And that's probably been a pattern in your life too. Like if you can hold a vision for something and you keep seeing it, I mean, and I know that could go a little dark, but if you're someone who sees, if you're listening to this and you're someone who sees dark things, you can turn that around too. I mean, it's really the power of, of your thought and your vibration and your will. Um, and it's probably, you know, just a, a fear or a story coming up that you're seeing those things. But I really think the people that push through, they can see, they can see the vision. I mean, even down to like athletes, yes. you know, yes. athletes have, can see the finish line. I'm sorry. Have you ever um, listened to Michael Beckwith? Mm, I think I have. Is he on Oprah? I think so. He's amazing. He has a church. Um, I have a client who just took a class of his. No, uh, really? Yes. Life visioning. Yes. Yep. And, and so I haven't, I think I've heard like, you know, I've heard my client, she raves about him and she's majorly successful on YouTube. I won't say her name, but <laughs> she's really successful. And like, it's really working for her. She was working with me and him in tangent. And wow. um, it was really, yeah. So do you love his stuff? Do I need to I, be listening? You have to listen to him. I love his stuff so much. And he kind of talks about being pulled by a vision. And mm. I haven't thought until now, our conversation just now of like thoughts kind of are a vision, but they are. Um, so yeah, your thoughts do control the vision. And I'm kind of having trouble saying what I'm thinking, (laughs) which I'm sure is obvious, but yeah, that's, that's (laughs) no, I I think you're processing it. I think you're like getting one of those epiphany downloads where it's like, you're getting, you know, information and information is layered. Like, have you ever noticed that when you get intuitive downloads or messages from the universe or just like an epiphany or a really clear understanding, it's very layered. Um, and different components kind of reveal themselves. Um, but yeah, I think that, um, that's what I think the root of manifestation is. And you know, he is, I think he is one of the ones who's, uh, if I'm correct in saying this, he says to speak to your vision. And I'm telling you, I swear on everything. Holy I swear to God, you can talk to a vision because it's a tangible. And I'm actually teaching about this. Um, I've got this course coming out. It's dropping next month in July. I'm not sure when we're, we're going into production. It's a big, it's a whole thing, but the writing, I've, I've done the writing and it took me a while to meditate over creative energy, which I call muse energy. But something, part of my process is talking to your vision because your vision becomes tangible. 
Okay. But I guess through that. (laughs) But, but no, it's what you're saying. So the manifest, the basis of manifestation is the thought of into Mm -hmm. being, right? Thinking something into being, but the thought is not tangible. So people give up on non-tangible things. Right. Right. The vision is tangible. The vision can become tangible. So in people, and especially all of these coaches and none of them talk about this. Like this is like money. I feel like this, this right here, this piece of information is gold, solid gold. Um, but when you're wanting to, when you're wanting to tap into, um, abundance of money, money is tangible. You spend it, you touch it, you put it somewhere. Um, but the thought of having money is a non-tangible. So how do you bring the tangible to life? And it's through your vision and the, um, the, the will of it, the will of aligning with it. Does that make sense? It really does. So let's say I have a vision of a New York times bestseller book. Yes. Yes. That's a great one. And so I'm seeing it right now. I'm seeing the book in my, in my mind and I see my little face in the back and the, the lettering and all of that. So now, what do I do? How do I communicate with that vision? That's powerful. So the, I'm telling you this and I talk about this all the time. I will never stop. I need to do like a class just on this. Absolutely. But, I'm signing up for all of your classes. <laughs> well, um, it, it's, it's okay. Talking to your vision, but I call it speaking from spirit. So I think that the gentleman we were talking about, he says to talk to your vision. I totally believe in that, but I call it speaking from spirit. And I literally... I always do this in the shower or in the car or now in my office. And I basically just start talking about the subject that I am wanting to create and things come out of my mouth that are so good and such good downloads that I have to like write them. And so that's how I created my meet your muse course the whole time. So I would know I wanted to talk about something and I didn't know how to arrange it. I didn't know how to organize it because I think when you're a visionary or a dreamer, you have so many ideas, you get overwhelmed and that creates like this paralysis. You get paralyzed. So you just don't do anything. Right. And so I would speak on, I would start chunking it down. I would go, okay, I want to talk about, you know, burnout. Like how do you beat burnout? And, you know, there's so many people that have so many great systems and stuff for this, but I wanted to tap into to the actual energy of burnout. So I would just start talking about burnout and things would come out of my mouth that are like, not from me. It's crazy. It's, Whoa. it's very, yeah, I know it's, it sounds really scary. It sounds like Abrahamish a little bit and I don't have a name for it. I just think it's like the universal energy of what I'm supposed to share. And it's always so beautiful. And I'll have to like jump out of the shower and I will voice record or write it down immediately. excuse me. So if you're seeing this book in your head and that makes me see it, that's a really powerful, tangible vision. So the first thing you would want to do like to make it really, really possible and start manifesting it is start talking about like in the shower, um, or in your car, whatever you're in, you're in LA, babe, you could do, you could talk to yourself all day long. Nobody's going to think it's strange, but. Oh yeah. they're like, Oh, there she goes again. (laughs) Still talking to herself. (laughs) Well, just, you could talk about like the insert. So like that beautiful cover 
of your book, you know, like the insert where it talks and gives like a little snippet of your book and you could start talking about that. And so it might give you your whole download of what your book's supposed to be about. Wow. Wow. Yes. And then from there, then from there you go, okay, I know what chapter one is. And then because I do work with a lot of writers and it's the hardest talk about the most non-tangible life purpose path ever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, there's so many ways to do that. Tap into chapter one and the first paragraph. And then from the first paragraph, I'm telling you muse energy, like basically everybody can tap into this, but it's, it's progressive in the best way. So I have chills right now. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I mean, and we know you're going to have a New York times best. I know that, like, I know that, like, that doesn't even feel weird to me. Like that just does. That's just very, yeah. Yeah. You need Um, to stay with that vision and just go. And I love breaking it down into smaller and smaller. Like what's the first sentence, you know, like that makes it so yeah, tangible, doable, tangible, because a lot of us think again, with time and time being so scary or the end game being so scary, like, okay, but I don't know how to publish a book. So why would I write the book? And is it such a waste of time? And you have to remind yourself, you have to really stay in alignment with what you're creating and just, again, trust in the process, trust in what you're doing because, and trust in the timing, because all of that stuff will resolve itself in the end you will find someone to help you publish your book. You will publish your book, but you have, it's like such a, it's such a mind game. It is. And that's manifestation, right? So you can manifest yourself out of writing a book because you don't want to deal with the end game that you're obsessing over versus your creation. So, and if you don't have like enough money or something, you're manifesting, not having enough money. Is that correct? I think so. Or yeah. Yeah. I, I, I try to turn that around a lot when people start talking about that, but yeah, I think, I think it serves you in a way. I think it's, you're, you're enjoying, you're always enjoying, even if you don't think you are your thoughts, you know, all of our thoughts serve us. That's what humans do. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So if you think that you don't have enough money, um, you're going to have less than you're going to, you know, I, I really do feel like life can just happen, but sometimes if you're obsessing over things like that, you get the flat tire or you, mm. you know, your, your, your startup company, you just started working for shuts down. I just, I do. I think thoughts are really, really powerful. So yeah, turn that around. Okay. Thinking so much money. I have so much money. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Like even the most simplest of knowing and it always will always. So how do you know if you have, if you, okay, this is, this is a crazy question and I apologize. <laughs> I love like, it. <laughs> okay. How do you know if you're like picking the right vision? Is there a right vision? Is there a highest, like highest calling mm-hmm. vision? Um, or do we just get to kind of play around with what, what feels fun? I love this question. I would say really and truly, I think visions are in your DNA because I think there is like, 
and this is kind of, and I don't want to get into this because this is so good for another time, but destiny versus free will um, is a great, great topic. But to answer your question, I think visions come to you to lead you to where you're supposed to go. And then basically you have the free will to get there or not, you know, which road are you going to take to get to your ultimate vision? Right. Um, and as far as, as a high purpose, like, or a high vision, I love that so much. So like we could take your book, um, vision, for example, and I would say, you know, the highest vision of your book is it being completed and beautiful in a way that is, you know, fulfilling to you, uh, in, in a place that like almost energetically and spiritually at a soul level, you're really fulfilled too. Um, and is that a higher vision than being a New York times bestseller with a book that, cause I mean, you could hire a ghostwriter, right. but is that actually the highest vision? So I would say highest vision is soul fulfilling. Like it feels really, really, really good. Completely. Um, and that's, yeah, that's how you align with everything. And that's how you align with people who need your work. Wow. You know, wow. Versus the self-fulfilling of, I want to have a book and I want it to be on New York Times bestsellers. Listen, I'm going to tell you a little secret. <laughs> I have some clients and um, there's some clients that work really, really hard at their books and writing and doing it. And then there's um, ghost writers. There's people that come in and write it. But there are people who pay big bucks to companies to make them big. Yeah. So there's some really big coaches that, you know, we just have accepted them. Like they're huge. They have this method, they have this process. And I mean, they're big, but they actually paid like, and I know this, I know I'm not going to say D names. It's kind of, it's really scandalous, but they pay a lot of money to look and fulfill ego fulfill ego yeah. <laughs> and to be successful. It's really crazy. It's really, really yeah. crazy. But, yeah. I mean, do you get that? Like that boggles my mind. Like you, like you pay half a million dollars to look successful or to create your own success. I mean, I don't know if it's bad. Do you think that's bad? Well, I, don't know. I mean, I, I, I can see so much. Like, I just remember when I was little, <laughs> I would like make my dad draw my pictures for me because he drew better and all I cared about was it looking good and like something being pretty and me looking successful I'm like 10 at the time you know so there there is this side of me that's just like that that I don't like I do think it's bad but that's that completely understands why people get sucked into that because I I guess I don't feel worthy unless I'm doing something that is just deemed good by the powers that be. And so I, I think it's terrible and stupid, but also I get it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, with that case, I feel like that's delegating. Like if that's going, but I don't know, I guess it, it's the, the context of it all, but you know, and that's another thing, like, do you have to do it all to be successful? It really depends on what you're doing. I'm just, you know, there's, there's a fine line with hiring people out because we need, you know, we need, like, if you were to have, um, illustrations in your book, or if you even created a children's book, which I think 
you would actually be really good at. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would love that. Yes. Yes. I, I could tell you could call it angel bunny. Oh, little angel bunny. And like based, what on, based on you. No, no. Based on your, like, you have the sweetest little pet names for people. Oh my God. You know what it could be about? It could be about a stuffed animal that gets in the dryer or washer or something and they become angel stuffed animals. Like, Oh my God. <laughs> you guys never hear from me again. I just become like, like children's book writer. <laughs> um, that's like devastating for a kid, you know, but like, I don't know, there might be something out there like that, but I just, but yeah. So I, I don't know. I think like hiring out or like, you know, there's, there's reasons why people have different skills and natural talents, but yeah, I just, I love the higher vision question. I just say, if it feels good, keep doing it. Yep. Okay. Okay. And can you tell us a little bit more about the muse? Yeah. So, um, this is something that has been on my heart for a really long time. And, you know, through everything that we're called to do, there's healing for inner self and higher self. And this really taught me a lot because, I am, I want to be super transparent. I'm flawed. I am a Leo through and through, and we're super grandeur and we have a lot of ideas and visions, but we can tend to be lazy and procrastinate. And so I had this vision. I really want it because I work with a lot of creatives, but I wanted to help them tap in on their own and like be self-motivated. So I created this course. It's all videos. Uh, it's four videos. Um, and basically it's teaching you how to tap into the special, special energy of muse energy. I really you know how like everyone, um, we talk about spirit guides. I think everyone has a muse like, Ooh. like, extremely gorgeous muse that comes around and she, it is feminine. She is a, she, um, whispers in your ear and she gives you these gifts. Like she just shows up at your door and hands you over this amazing, beautiful gift that could change your life. Now what, what the hell do you do with it? And I think every single one of us has a muse and we can tap into it. And, and so I'm talking all about that and also how to execute no matter what you do. So if you're a coach, if you're a writer, if you're someone who has a product or you're an inventor, it's so important to listen to it. And we had talked about the, the give up energy. And so I have a whole video on, you know, there's those days where you just, you feel like you're in a funk and a lot of coaches say, rest, rest, rest. Yes, you need to rest. Um, but you also have to have some kind of discipline to get things done. Yeah. Just this yin and yang of creativity. And I think creative energy is special. So I wrote all about it. I teach about it, um, how to tap in and really, again, execute and beat those days. Like, um, how to know when to give into your days and that you're just mm -hmm. feeling gross. And one thing I'll tell you is that your muse comes around every single day. And so I talk, really? about, yes, I talk about when she comes in, how she comes in, how to notice her. And it's like the best. Okay. Okay. I'll give you a little, I'll give you a little taste of it. So I know you get these, you get these ideas, you get these thoughts, whether it's to produce a podcast, whether it's to, you know, something to write on. Right. So you, you get, you get those, those gifts from your muse, right. You've gotten those before. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. And so it's like muse energy is super 
I mean, she is the most beautiful, sweetest, nurturing, mothering energy you've ever felt in your life. And when you're in that space, when you get that download from your muse, you feel so safe. You can see it. You are opening up that gift. You are getting that idea. You're seeing the creation, whatever your vision, whatever it is that you do or sell. And this is for everybody. Okay. And, um, when that muse leaves, she doesn't stay around long. That's the, that's the problem with her. She doesn't stay around long. So when she leaves and you're out of that energy, you're out of that space of being nurtured and mothered and you can do this and look how clear and look how easy it'll be to do this. And you see it and almost completion sometimes. Um, but when she leaves and she takes that energy with her that's when the self-doubt comes because you come back into your space. Ah. That's when the questions come. That's when the, um, the feeling unsafe and insecure about your vision comes. So that is my explanation for that. Wow. And yeah. So I just think it's super cool. Um, my muse gave me all of the information. It took me a really, really, you know, in, I don't want to say a really long time, but I, I definitely use my muse energy to produce this course. And it's amazing. So when the muse leaves, is it kind of like stop thinking about it <laughs> and wait for her to come back before you think again? Or do you just fight through and be like, okay, she's not here right now, but. Well, this is, this is that, that law of knowledge. Once you know something, you can't unknow it. So I teach all about that in the course and what to do the minute she leaves. But I'm telling you, oh, once you yeah. know what this is and you're not in your head and going, oh, I'm so crazy. I have all these ideas. I can't execute this or I have too many ideas. So you talk about multi-hyphenate women who have so many ideas on so many different things. And I talk about that, like which one to go after first, how to know what wow. Yeah. So I hit all of those topics because it's something I hear over and over and over again. And I just wanted to know how to, again, make it tangible. So we talk about that too, like making your um, gift from your muse tangible. So it is, it is a really beautiful um, course and it's going to be lifetime access. So you have it forever. And the video on, um, video three, which is all about those horrible meh flat days. That's something you can listen to on those days and get a fire under you. Cause it is, it's pretty fierce. It's really, it's, it's uh, comprehensive. It's good. It's really this good. is magic. Do you think it's like, do you think that people who aren't pursuing artistic careers, like, like as somebody who's purpose to be a mom, do they, do they have muse, um, visions of yes. motherhood? Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause if that's their purpose, if that's their moment, if that's their, their truth and their alignment, the muse is going to make it easy. And, and, you know, because being a mom, God, it's, I mean, I'm getting ready to find out, but I'm sure it's so challenging. It's so hard. It's so, especially as an, you know, if you are going to do, uh, you know, or enter into entrepreneurship or even staying at home, it is such a job. So absolutely. The muse helps you with so many different levels of being a mom. And I'm glad you asked that because it really is for anyone who, you know, wants to know, you know, or some people say, I don't feel like I'm tapped into that at all. Like, what are you talking about? Like everybody has this, every single person has the muse. Some people just don't even know it's talking to them yet. Yeah. But see, when you know, how can you not unknow? And wow. it changes the game for you. It changes how you view yourself as a creative being. 
as a creative person. And I'm telling you what, we are so desperate. Like you really do need to write the book and anybody listening, that's a writer. Hollywood is so dried up right now. I mean, if, if they come out with one more Marvel, Uh, (laughs) I love them. I love them. But I mean, everything is a remake. Everything is based off books. Everything is, um, Marvel DC comic. So I'm, if you're a creative and you have really good ideas or you have a documentary series, like get out there and just start writing because, you know, people think that's probably one of the hardest things to do to get out there, especially in Hollywood. But I'm telling you now is the time. Now is the time. Uh, I love it. I love it. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to help people. And that's what I want to do. I just want to keep helping people create and produce. That's the thing. Keep going. Don't stop. And actually like manifest it into reality, produce production. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Can you um, close us out with just a few more tips on communicating with your vision or any I don't know. And any, the the stuff we were talking about with the vision stuff was blowing my mind. Um, Is there any other things you can do with your vision to communicate with it or bring it more quickly or I don't know. Yeah. So I think, and this is another little tip from meet your muse is you have to take action when you get a vision. Okay. And so that is one of my biggest tips. You take action immediately after you have your vision. I don't care if it's in the middle of the night. I mean, I'm getting up like 30,000 times to go to the bathroom anyway, being pregnant. Yes. I get a lot of downloads in the middle of the night and I will go immediately write it down. And so for, um, musicians or someone who has a tangible thing, you know, it, 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 the things we talk ourselves out of are our genius. That was a download. There you go. The things we talk ourselves out of are usually our genius. So like, for instance, I'm seeing the example here. So maybe one of your lis- listeners is a guitarist or um, musician or a pianist. But if you hear something, you hear a, a rift, you hear a chord, you hear a bridge, you get your butt down and you put your hands on it. That's touching your vision. That's tangible vision. That's a tangible thing. So, but it's also tangible when you have an idea or a thought or a download and you write it down immediately. Yeah. Because when you take action, and this is from Meet Your Muse, one of my downloads, when you take action on it, you take ownership of it. Right. Right. So take ownership of your vision. Yes. Otherwise it's just going to go to someone else, right? You know, I've heard that and I believe that I, I've heard a lot of cases about, you know, and I feel like I invented that bra thing that clips your bra on the back. Don't you feel like you did that in middle school? Yes, completely. With a hair tie or something? Completely. Yes. Yes. And so somebody's a millionaire and owns an island because she just put it into production. She executed. Uh, yes. So you have to learn how to, you have to learn how to bring the action to your vision, but you also first have to know that you are a visionary and you have to be in alignment with it and stop telling yourself like, I'm not going to get up. It's the middle of the night and my whole family's going to hear me play my guitar. No, that's your genius. Wow. Yeah. There's this like Mitch Hedberg joke that I'm going to totally butcher, but he's like, do you ever wake up in the middle of the night with an idea and then you have to convince yourself that it's not a good idea. So you don't have to get up and go write it down or something. And it's like, Oh my God. Yeah. It's so funny. That's it's like more energy to avoid writing down the idea 
then mm-hmm. just get up and go write it down. But that's what I do. I, every single night I think of something and I'm like, I'll remember it tomorrow and I never do. So this is the, the kick in the ass I need. And I kind of feel like that. It's like the muse coming and this, again, think of this beautiful, amazing, like woman and, and give her a face, give her a color of hair, give her a flower crown, whatever. But it's like her knocking on your door and handing over the most beautifully wrapped gift. And it's right there for you. Mm-hmm. And you look at her and you slam the door in her face and she's going to take that gift maybe to one of her muse friends and that muse is going to give it to, you know, the chick three doors down, you know, <laughs> yeah, completely. Do, do we run into like our muse in real life? Like I know men yeah. always have their like muse and a woman do, do women like, are there, is there real people in our lives that are our muse? Oh, that is such a good question. I would say, yeah, I think that that's an external muse. It's not an energy. It's not like a universal energy. I think that an external muse is, can definitely be someone you talk to or you speak to. And we have to have those, like we need those yeah. external muses. But you know, when you're home and maybe you're an entrepreneur, or maybe you're a writer and you're just like walking around the house all February and you're not outside, if you're not that old, you know, you need to be able to tap into this muse and you need to be self-reliant. And that's another thing this course does. It's really self-motivating because, you know, a lot of people do seek external muses and there's nothing wrong with that. There really is nothing wrong with that. No judgment, but you know, it's exhausting. It could be exhausting. Yeah. Completely. I think that, that what this course is going to give to is just permission to, um, to take up your space in this world because your muse wants you to do that. So you, you got to be ready. Yes, that's exactly. I love that. And there is a lot of permission happening. Um, but it's not, you know, there's a lot of that out there. This course, there is nothing in this course that I've heard before. And that's, what's insane is that it's a lot of, and that doesn't mean it doesn't exist, but, um, I could just have not heard it, but there's a lot of intuitive downloads. And I just feel like, you know, another thing with muse energy is it's law of attraction. She's going to hang around the dreamers, but she's going to be really connected to the doers, you know? Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she, she kicks it. She kicks it hard with people who are doing, and that's, you know, those people that keep grinding out books or they keep grinding out material or they keep grinding out posts or email, whatever it is that they're grinding out, they're grinding them out. And you're like, how in the hell are they doing it? They're so tapped in with their muse energy. It never leaves. She never leaves. Oh yeah. The more successful you get, the more successful you get. I mean, the more you tap in and you just really understand that muse energy, the more you can execute and produce. And so I'm so excited to teach this. I can't wait to teach it. Oh my God. I cannot wait. Cause yeah, I was kind of mad. I was like, why does she have to come at such inopportune times? But it's probably because that's when we're finally relaxed enough to hear what she's been trying to say all day. And then, um, you know, when we're laying in bed and then someday you get to a point where you're just in communication with her. That's Mm -hmm. amazing. I love it. Uh, You're, you're a genius. Oh, you're sweet. So excited to take this course. I'm so happy you talked to us today and got me into a high vibe with this whole situation and then gave us such amazing information that's kind of going to change 
people's lives, I think. Oh, you're sweet. Well, I hope, I hope everybody just taps into their higher evolved self. And I love these conversations. They just put me in such a beautiful, like magical space. Don't you think? Oh my God. I'm in a totally different dimension than when I sat down. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. It's fucking amazing. Where can they find you on social media and all of those, those things to contact you? all the things. So on Instagram, I'm at Kesley McCormick and I'm the only one K-E-S-S-L-E-Y. And then my website is KesleyMcCormick.com. Meet Your Muse will be uploaded next month. So July, 2019, um, that course will be up and it is a lifetime video course that you can take anytime. And it's going to be so, so good. And then I've got the Gypsy Clip, which is my Facebook group. So yes. yay. I love the gypsy click. Okay. Well, you're amazing. You're really, really, I think changing how people communicate with themselves. So I'm just so grateful to know you and that you came on and this information is invaluable. So thank you. Well, you're the sweetest. I love hanging with you. Okay. Well, we'll have you back ASAP. Yay. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.